our second podcast, Surviving a Quarantine Together. This is definitely not something we thought we would be recording as our second podcast, but this is the reality. Yeah. Um, we had planned to do this podcast a while back, a long time ago. Yes. But it kept getting pushed off, pushed off, pushed off, and now we are quarantined together and decided now's a better time than ever. We never thought that would be the reason that gave us the push, but here we are. But we, we're, we've never been quarantined together, but we definitely have worked in close quarters before and we've kind of been stuck together for long periods of time, like when we worked together um, in 2011-2012. We were running a Dunkin' Donuts together at least 12 hours a day, and we lived together, and we did not live close to any family members or anything like that, so it was pretty much just the two of us day in and day out. All day, every day. Yes. A lot. (laughs) And then in 2014, when we moved down to Ottawa, Tennessee, we knew no one. And we only had each other to hang out with for a little bit. Obviously, you went to school and class, but and I went to work. But really, it was just each other all the time. So we're kind of used to being together for long amounts of time. And even now... We don't have a traditional schedule where we're away from each other between nine to five or eight to six, like a lot of couples. True. Um, I I stay home with our daughter and Joe is out for short periods during the day, but realistically, he's home more than the average spouse, I guess you could say. Amen to pastor's life. There's also trade-offs to that, but we'll talk (laughs) about that on a different day. Um, Very important to also kind of comment on this is that when we were working in Dunkin' Donuts, we literally were weeks engaged. So this was like very early on in our relationship. We only started dating in 2010, and we were engaged by early 2011. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that was fresh. And I always said, if I didn't kill Joe, I will marry him. We got married at the end of 2011 (laughs) or 2012. You forgot. End of 2012. (laughs) Yeah. So one, one of the, one of the things about that experience is we, we were the only thing we had, like we just couldn't do anything else you know there was no one else no there was no one else um but it definitely um put us in a position to really trust each other but you know uh, as people that are we we were fairly introverted um i'm a little bit more sociable and i can talk to people more i have the gift of gab so i can really just talk but hint hint everyone i am an introverted i get exhausted when i'm around people i'm a good liar (laughs) (laughs) you're a good liar that's that's great (laughs) it's great to know yes important thing to note about this podcast is pastor joe revealed he is a good liar 
But actually, I have a question. I just wondered, uh, I hope everyone is doing well with their spouse and their kids and uh, during this quarantine. It could be rather crazy because it is like that in our household. Yeah, pretty much all the time. Um, I'm glad that we actually and uh, we decided to move to a bigger place. We 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 at the beginning of the year, I was just looking around for for other houses, you know, just kind of bigger space, a bigger apartment within our development, and I found one, and it was the the price jump wasn't that much. It was actually very doable. I think it was like going to be about eighty dollars extra or less than that to add an extra room and like almost double our bedroom itself. <clears throat> so we made this decision and we set the date and then coronavirus happened. Yeah. Um it <laughs> within a month's time it was not a thing in the US and by the time we were ready to move we quickly we were in the middle. Of we it. were in the middle of it. Um, well, we don't know when it's ending yet, so I guess we can't say we were in the middle. True. But it was it was it was rapidly getting rough. We had to decide whether we could actually ask people to help us still. Um we still ended up getting a few great people to come out and help us move some boxes and we provided gloves and contactless snacks that they could grab and things like that to keep it safe. Um but we're very lucky that we now have a place with a dedicated office space that we can use for content creation. Yes. During this time where everything has suddenly moved online. That, yeah. Pastoring online is very, I don't even know how to, New. Uh, there's nothing to, to, it's different. Can't really describe it. How, how do you do pastoral care at a distance? Uh, so it, this is not just the, um, within our denomination, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, but just all abroad and Across not just Christianity, just every religious group. Now their leaders are kind of forced to, how do I minister to my people? Um, well, so even across all careers and walks of life, I mean, the entire world is trying to figure out how can we continue on with life as we know it without ever coming in contact with people, which is interesting. I mean, we kind of saw the world going this way, just not this quickly. True. But it definitely having this dedicated space is very nice. You know, I have my own bookshelf with all my books. Jessica has hers. And we have a desk right in the middle where we can actually face each other, which is very nice. And for for us, maybe for some some of you out there listening, you're going to say, wow, I can't. that's way too close to my spouse. Uh, but this is actually pretty nice. I can look up and see my beautiful wife and look down and keep working. um so how coping mechanisms to deal with how close we are so many people have said stick to a schedule which yes absolutely stick try to stick to a schedule try to keep some normalcy in your life have something that's reliable that isn't going to constantly be changing like a lot of things are right now um but don't be too strict on it don't be too hard on yourself i like to think of it more as making goals rather than a schedule Mm -hmm. because that way it's still something that you don't feel like you let yourself down for that day so you can say oh well you know i'm gonna make it a goal to have one hour by myself in the other room every day because if you're stuck in an apartment 
or a house or anywhere, you're going to get sick of other people if you're all in the same room for that 24 hours. So whatever you decide to do, whether you decide you're going to go in the other room and sleep or if you're going to go in the other room and fold laundry or if you're going to read a book or scroll through social media or whatever it is that you want to do, just say, I'm going to take one hour a day just to be in my own headspace. There is nothing wrong with that. Actually, uh, as as pastors, uh, that's something that we always struggle with because they're, um, our schedule is so flexible and fluid. It's really hard to kind of come up with a schedule. So um, usually what, what, is, what is recommended from kind of your leadership administration is make an ideal, what will be your ideal day? What, what would it be? Oh, okay, at 8 o'clock I'm going to do this, and then at, by 10 o'clock I need to start moving in this direction and doing this. And I think that's something that we need to do. And maybe um, for those who are quarantined and can't go and are working it from home, that might be the thing. You might just have to say, hey, you know, by 8 o'clock I want to be doing this, and by 10 I want to be doing this. And that way you can kind of have a, a structure, but it, you have to remember, well, you know, it's all kind of fluid at this point. So another way to cope with being stuck in the same house as your spouse all day long is to come up with a system, especially if one of one or more of you are working from home at the same time. Um, if you're in a Zoom meeting or if you're in a live class, if you're a student, something like that, come up with a system so that you know when someone needs quiet and no disruptions. So if I know that Joe has a Zoom meeting, he will just put a post-it on the door so that way I know that's what he's doing right now. That means I'm not going to run the vacuum. I'm not going to decide to blare music and just dance around or I'm not going to, you know, come in and ask him a question because I know he's he's in a live meeting where he needs to give his attention to that and I don't want to disturb that. And that way, that way you have a system in place where you're like, oh, well, I thought your meeting was at 12, so I came in at, you know, 11.55, but the meeting was actually at 11. So you were trying to wrap up a meeting. You don't want to go back and forth and do those kinds of things. It's not, tensions will rise quickly. So coming up with a system before those things happen can be a preventative measure before things get really uncomfortable. But then what what do you do when you have like a little kid? You know, we have this two-year-old little precious monster. Well, that's why I always tell you, go in and lock the door if you're heading into a meeting. Uh, I can only keep the quiet to such a minimum and I'll do my best. If some of you don't know, one of, uh, whenever our daughter Lena is trying to, um, I don't know, speak without really trying to communicate all she would say is one two three five six and it will be on repeat all the time she just kind of she's at the point where she knows she wants to communicate and she's trying to read and recognize numbers she can count count (laughs) when she chooses to but when she decides she needs to vocalize one, two, three, five, Everything's six. One, be- two, three, everything five, six, becomes one. a repetitive sound. <laughs> and so that's fun to be locked in with 24 hours oh. a day. Um, 
And so I do my best to try to keep her in the opposite end of the apartment or engaged in something where she's not going to feel the need to randomly yell like some like most two-year-olds do. Um, I try to make sure that we're engaged with doing something else so that she doesn't need to tell Papa about it very quickly when he's in a meeting. Something that I saw online for dealing with being quarantined with a spouse is to create a fake coworker in the house to blame things on. So <laughs> <laughs> instead of telling your spouse like you didn't do the dishes last night or your your music was too loud while I was in a meeting, so now my meeting all my coworkers heard you blaring the music, you just say that it was your coworker and you just come up with a random name so you'll, I would just tell Joe, well, you know, Dwight didn't do the dishes last night, so. Dwight Shreet. Yes. <laughs> we are big Office fans and just get used to the references. So come up with a random coworker. And I Michael. love that. I love that idea. Yeah. Usually we just use the word someone. Someone. We usually just say someone. Well, someone. Yeah. Put their thing here. So then our daughter got to it and decided she needed to play with it. Or someone decided they wanted to eat pancakes for dinner, so now we have to eat something else. Usually we just use someone. Um, I was not the culprit. <laughs> but you can come up with a fake coworker, and that way you are still in on the office gossip while you're away. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll stay towards someone. Someone is better. It sounds more sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's very abrupt. Um, Something, uh, honestly, this is something I I found out in my ministry. uh, Weekly date nights. Uh, A lot of people don't do that. I don't don't understand. Well, I understand why in some some levels. But um, when we were at Southern um, in Ultawa, Tennessee, our date nights were kind of interesting. Our date nights uh, actually consisted of uh, just doing homework next to each other. That was our date night. And we went out to Publix, walked around. Um, but yeah, you want to um, just do something out of the ordinary. Uh, do something that's a little bit um, random, maybe Pictionary or a computer game or for my hardcore gamers you know maybe you can introduce your spouse to some game that you like i don't know or start a podcast apparently that's a thing we do now um or bake something together that's always uh nice uh we if but if everyone starts baking and eating it then we all get fat after all of this but honestly um just the date night just trying to change up the routine a little bit and also gives it kind of nice that that little kind of um goal and highlight of the week you know for us it was thursday nights uh so i couldn't wait till thursday night and and everyone knew that actually i made sure that everyone knew that i communicated and i made sure every single person i had a contact with knew thursday nights is my date night so they knew that i was completely unavailable um and surprisingly everyone respected that no one really complained or ask questions now that also meant that i had to make sure that all my stuff was done and 
Jessica had to make sure that all her stuff was done. But no, that was our, our date night. Do something consistent, which is the date night. And that's something that's going to happen every week. But don't do whatever it is that you sit and do all day. So if you sit and play video games together all day, don't do that as your date night. Do something else as your date night. If you bake together all day, don't do that as your date night. If you do a podcast all the time, don't do that as your date night. Do something outside of your routine for your date, but keep the routine of having a date, having a special time of focusing in on each other and something that you can enjoy doing together. That being said, though, decide a time that you can set aside to talk about whatever the working system is in your house and review it, kind of critique it a little bit say Sunday night before the work weeks start again or before the virtual work weeks start again, sit down and talk about what Zoom meetings are happening this week that you're going to need to set aside time for, what worked last week and what didn't. If someone doing jumping jacks in the in the next room, it might you might have thought you were being quiet, but it's probably shaking the whole floor for your spouse who is in a meeting where it looks like they're in an earthquake. So make sure you cover those bases before you're in the middle of a meeting and you out, you know, you burst out at your spouse. Um, and also talk about what worked. If you had planned to have lunch together every day and that was successful and enjoyable, definitely make sure that becomes a priority. Make sure that's something that you continue to do and say, okay, I can't do lunch at, at 12 on Tuesday, but I can do it at 12.30. Can we move lunch mm-hmm. to 12.30 on Tuesday? That way you're still working together, trying to do things, plan ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Really the biggest key, I think, to surviving quarantine together is communication and preventative measures. You don't want the tension to rise when you literally can't go anywhere. Not all states are on lockdown right now, but a lot of states are heading that way of your stay at home. You need to stay in your house. Um, you can go for a walk. I think you're still allowed to go for walks, but depending on the weather, depending on the atmosphere outside, depending on the neighborhood you're in, depending on the time of day, you can't always go for a walk. You can't just drive to the grocery store and go for a walk there. You can't can't do the things you would normally do to maybe blow off steam and if you are like us and you're in a little apartment we're in a slightly bigger one now but our very first apartment together you could whisper in any part of the apartment and still hear each other yep so (laughs) definitely take preventative actions Try to plan things out. Try to openly communicate before things bubble up because you don't want it to explode when there's nowhere for that explosion to go to. Yeah, be transparent. I think um, at the end of the day, if you're honest with each other and just set those those parameters and even expectations, what is it that I expect from, from everyone else in the household during this time? Because it really is um, an interesting time. We all don't know how to handle this. This is not how... Uh, Western culture existed uh, prior to this uh, for the past, I want to say, 60, 100 years. Um, so this this idea of, you know, just being sheltered and this is all we have, it's, it's not 
um, you know, people are still figuring out how to do this. So I think being clear and transparent. Another thing I think uh, that, that actually goes um, undervalued is when you have a schedule, you know, use a virtual schedule and you know, kind of an e-app, you know, calendar, whatever it is. Google your, calendars. Um, and Google. share it with each other. You know, just fill it up as much as you can. That way ev- everyone that has access to it you know, knows exactly what's going on. Jessica has access to all of my, all of my calendars because I kind of divide it into different, uh, either churches or the conference, uh, which is kind of our overseeing, uh, which is our overseeing, uh, body. Uh, and I have one for school as well. And I have a personal one. So I just kind of make sure that she has access to all of that. And she can see it because that helps out the communication. Maybe I might've forgotten something, uh, in our last powwow or whatever the week entails but at least it's there uh and she can always reference back i mean i don't go anywhere because i'm a stay-at-home mom so most things don't go on the calendar (laughs) (laughs) but this isn't easy no one has ever lived through anything like this before i mean even pandemics previous to this one obviously weren't in this lifetime yeah but it wasn't in the internet age it wasn't it wasn't in a time where people are expected to work despite not being able to leave their houses they didn't get daily updates hourly updates minute updates constantly all day long every day um so everyone's trying to learn to navigate this you're not alone there are tons of families who don't know exactly, you know, how how to survive when they're stuck together. And um you know, it's it's not easy. We're all in this together. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't a long-term thing, but put systems in place to help you thrive in it and not just survive. There are days where you survive, but planning ahead can definitely help you thrive, especially even when it not just, you know, food and whatnot but even in your relationships during this time yeah um and and those that are actually still working you know those essential workers uh that are on the front lines people that are in the grocery stores uh whatever it is that you're doing where you're providing a service you know we just want to say thank you absolutely Um, you know uh stay safe I'm, i'm honestly i'm praying for all of you uh, for your safety and and I just pray that those who are not essential workers stay home stay safe keep those that are actually in need that need to be out there working try, let's try to keep them as safe as possible Flatten um, the curve. and those spouses that are you know at home and their spouses are out you know because they're essential workers um you know keep going uh I, I pray Praying that for you guys too. Uh, pray that um, you know uh, God gives you peace during this time because I'm sure that you know at least for in our sen- you know in our case in our household you know it's always anxiety filled whenever I have to go out and uh, do something it's like oh my goodness you know what's that door handle you know filled with you know so I can't I can't even imagine how it is that you feel uh, so we're praying for you. Um, everyone again, you know, if you're not essential workers, stay home, just stay safe. Just, you know, let's, let's ride this out. Um, I saw it on Facebook. Someone shared it. No one ever expected to say, stay home. 
copy on your phone to save the world. And but here we are. You can do it. Sit on your couch and save the world, guys. That that's all we got to do. Just sit and watch TV. Go Watching watch TV will Netflix. save the world. Let's watch The Office now. <laughs> <laughs> watch The Office. It's It'll be true. gone from Netflix at the end of the year. So no. take it all in while you can. But I think that's the end of this episode. Hopefully we don't have to do a second follow-up on this topic. Hopefully it doesn't last that long. But we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.